This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired. What do you say, Patriots? The Gunny here. I want to have a podcast where all I do is present boneheads. So this is boneheads, boneheads, and more boneheads. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries... They will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. So one thing I want to draw your attention to is how the Democrats refuse to use the word Constitution. They'll use democracy all the time for against democracy. This is against democracy. Our democracy is falling apart. Everything is crashing down and they're destroying democracy. This is how the Democrats view What's happening? But what has really happened is they're destroying democracy. That's what communism does. Turns the coin and says, you're the ones that are destroying democracy. So we're going to talk about, on this podcast, just plain old ordinary boneheads. Going to bring some from past and some most recent. It's going to be nice, short, and sweet. Big show. Listen to this. This one is from Chuck Schumer. When he's talking about the Supreme Court justices, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, and attacks the Supreme Court justices, which is not a constitutional thing to do. It's the third branch of the government. Got to work together. Got to figure it out. Well, it's real simple. We have states, the United States of America, and the states have the ability to determine how they run business. That's where a republic is. And if the Supreme Court says this is not our issue, it's a state issue, then that's the Constitution at work. But Chuck Schumer refuses to understand what the Constitution is. So I'm going to play this clip. You're going to hear Chuck Schumer first, and then you're going to hear the mass media guys that know everything try to decipher what's going on. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. And our national lead Republicans are accusing Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of threatening the two conservative Supreme Court justices who heard a controversial abortion case this morning. Schumer's spokesman says that Senator Schumer was just talking about political blowback for Republicans. All of this bigger picture is over the debate about whether Louisiana can require doctors who perform abortions to have to have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. Advocates for the law say it's meant to increase public safety. Critics say it is a thinly veiled attempt to restrict abortion, and if the Louisiana law takes effect, 
only one doctor in the state would be able to perform abortions. I'm joined now by CNN's Joan Biskupic. Joan, four years ago, the Supreme Court struck down a similar law in Texas. Um, back then, Justice Kennedy was on the court. He voted with the liberal uh, majority. Um, so why are they hearing the case now? Is it just because Kennedy's been replaced uh, by a more conservative justice? Well, that's certainly the backdrop, but what brought it up immediately was the fact that a regional appeals court upheld the Louisiana law, minimizing the Supreme Court's 2016 decision in the Texas case, which involved a very similar law. So the justices essentially had to take this case. Uh, they could have summarily reversed what the Fifth Circuit did, but instead they took it up. And certainly, as you saw from the atmosphere at the Supreme Court today, both sides are very anxious about what will happen with these two new Trump appointees. And the main discussion that went on in the courtroom over an hour worth of oral arguments was how different could this Louisiana law possibly be from Texas? And will the Supreme Court be in any kind of position to suddenly undermine its precedent from just four years ago and uphold this law? If so the Supreme Court is not doing what the Democrats want them to do. Oh, my bleeding heart. The Supreme Court doesn't make law. It determines the case, looks at the case, and it's supposed to send it to the House of Representatives and the Senate and get voted on before it becomes law. But wait a minute. They're not doing what they did in Texas. So they're picking and choosing what their life is according to democracy and not according to the Constitution of the United States. My personal opinion, they're destroying the family. It's really that simple. If you had a family, you believe in a family, you wouldn't kill a baby. You wouldn't kill a person being born in this world. It's really that simple. They're against a family. And because they're against a family, they're against what is true and righteous with human beings. So that's the first bonehead, Chuck Schumer. Let's go on. Representative Yoho put his finger in my face. He called me disgusting. He called me crazy. He called me out of my mind. Um, and he called me dangerous. In front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, these are the words that Representative Yoho levied against a congresswoman. The congresswoman that not only represents New York's 14th congressional district, but every congresswoman and every woman in this country. Because all of us have had to deal with this in some form, some way, some shape, at some point in our lives. And I want to be clear that Representative Yoho's comments were not deeply hurtful or piercing to me. I have encountered words uttered by Mr. Yoho and men uttering the same words as Mr. Yoho while I was being harassed in restaurants. I have tossed men out of bars that have used language like Mr. Yoho's. And I have encountered this type of harassment riding the subway in New York City. There's many directions that you can take this bonehead person in her comments, but I'm going to make it real simple. 
There are some evil, evil people in this world. There are evil men. There are evil women. But to blanket, blanket any individual person, sex, is wrong. Character of a human being. So she kicked people out of bars, heard this on the New York subway. The New York subway. Oh my God, don't go on the New York subway. Because you just might get offended. I wonder why. Maybe because there's a lot of evil people there. So we'll just leave it at that. And I'm going to respond, not as a bonehead, because she is a bonehead, what this particular senator that she is calling out, I'm sorry, representative she is calling out, Yohu, responds with this. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I stand before you this morning to address the strife I injected into the already contentious Congress. I have worked with many members in this chamber over the past four terms, members on both sides of the aisle, and each of you know that I'm a man of my word. So let me take a moment to address this body. I rise to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation I had with my colleague from New York. It is true that we disagree on policies and visions for America, but that does not mean we should be disrespectful. I agree with Representative Yoho. You should not be disrespectful in any way. And if he did say things to this young woman that is inappropriate, then yes, he should apologize for that. But I believe in my heart that he didn't say what you didn't hear because I cut it out as it relates to what AOC said that he said to her. May have happened. I don't know. But I will tell you this. The House of Representatives in America is not a place to go and tattletale. Remember those days when you were a kid? Mama, he said this. Daddy, he said this. And my mom used to say, well, go fix it. Go confront that person. That's what true leadership is. So as far as I'm concerned, the House of Representatives should have never allowed either one of those people to speak up and talk about this. Because it is not rampant in this country. It is incidents. And by God, it is not the House of Representatives' responsibility to clean up the world and get people from saying things that they shouldn't be saying. It's really that simple. All right, Patriots, so let's get to the next one. The next one I'm going to present to you again is Chuck Schumer. Yep, they're out there. I'm not saying that the Republican side doesn't have them. But for some reason, if you go on the Internet and you search, even in Google, these are the people that you find saying these things. Think about that one. Okay, everybody, good afternoon. Thank you for coming. Well, the long, dark night in America is over, and a new dawn is coming. And I want to thank all of the millions of Americans who voted. I want to thank the millions who were volunteers and poll watchers and small-dollar donors. People, we did not give up on America. Donald Trump so blemished our democracy. 
so try to destroy our democracy. But as the election showed, the American people never lost faith. And now, Donald Trump can go home to Florida. Okay, so let's get our Donald Trump decoder ring and talk about what this man just said. Okay, I want to thank the millions of people that voted. Agree. Thank them all for voting, getting out there and voting. Question is, when are they going to thank the millions of dead people and the electronic votes that didn't exist so that they can steal the election? Yes, I believe it, and nothing's going to change my mind that they stole this election and compromised our voter integrity. That's how simple it is. And that's why this is a bonehead getting up there and talking about this. Because December 14th has yet to come around. That's when the votes are certified. That's when a true president is declared in this country. And after this process, if sleepy Joe Biden becomes president, so be it. But we went through the process. But in the meantime... These people have lost their freaking minds thinking that they're going to just say that this person became the president of the United States. Okay, the next bonehead is one of my favorite ones. And the reason is my favorite one is because Democrats have this ability to say what they want to say and then get up and leave. They won't talk about it. They won't discuss it. They won't even come to the table with a rational concept. Instead, they spew, their, they spew everything out and then expect us to just believe it. And Senator Ted Cruz refused to just believe and or accept what she did not say during that conversation associated with the issues that we're facing in the violence that's going on in the streets. So if you want to talk about violence, let's get it all out there. Not just what you think is happening, but what is the truth. So listen to this one. I have the time. By the way, you know, the, the Republicans are constantly using, I have to say, you, you brought it up yourself, the deaths of these black police officers, Patrick Underwood and David Dorn, for uh, making political points. And the fact that it was right-wing extremists who killed Officer Underwood, that seems to be lost in this argument. And, and now there are all these attacks about Black Lives Matter and what they're saying. I mean, how many of us even think that defunding police departments is, uh, it should be taken literally? I mean, I certainly don't. So, you know, we have this pesky thing called freedom of speech. And I'd say that the, the, the people who support Black Lives Matter and if they're calling for various boycotts and all that, that's called freedom of speech. And that's what this hearing title is, protecting speech. So all I can say is, look, we should all join hands and, and denouncing and uh, <laughs> whatever words you want to use about violent extremism of all stripes. And I think we can all agree on that. So it's to constantly accuse Democrats of not caring about that is re really, uh, I, I, 
can only say that you, you, you aren't listening. So I hope this is the end of this hearing, Mr. Chairman, and that we don't have to listen to any more of your rhetorical speeches. Thank you very much. I'm leaving. Well, I appreciate the, as always, kind and uplifting words of Senator Hirono. And I would also note that throughout her remarks, she still did not say a negative word about Antifa, nor has any Democrat here. Uh, they instead engage in a political game where they depend. You're welcome to say something negative about Antifa right now. I think that I've covered the subject quite well. You okay. are not listening. Okay. She declined to speak, so. What we have just witnessed is an individual that was elected to the government that said what she wanted to say and got out of the hearing and left. This is a person that represents all people in her district, not just the Democrats in Hawaii, everybody in Hawaii. And by her just getting up and not continuing to debate and get the conversation out, it is a disruption of the process. And this is what we're seeing more and more and more in our government. No longer will they sit there and go through the process so we can end up with some type of an agreement of what the problem is and solve it. It's a shame. It's an actual shame that we have to live in America and vote these people in that are doing these things. And they talk about us being divided. I think Congress and the rest of those people, they're the ones that are divided. And because they are divided, they're pushing it down to the American people and separating us because now we, even our own families, can't discuss anything because they got to get up off the table and go walk out because their feelings got hurt. The next one I'm going to present to you is a good one. It is definitely one of the best bonehead remarks I have heard in a very, very long time. The Republicans have refused to accept the reality. And this is Nancy Pelosi telling us that we're a circus and we can't accept reality as Republicans. They're engaged in an absurd circus right now, refusing to accept reality. The Republicans are shamefully pretending a proceeding without recognizing what our responsibility is and making it even harder to address the massive health, health, and economic crisis that we're facing. Right now, we are talking about addressing the crisis, the pandemic. And I reiterate, where the circus actually exists is right there in the swamp of Washington, D.C. Not the American people, not the Republicans. It's in that place called Washington, D.C. That's where the real circus exists. And the bottom line is how it works. You see, they'll pick out one little bitty issue that triggers people and concerns people. 
So this whole country, everything we're dealing with, is based around a pandemic. Not. Absolutely not. It's not a good thing that we're going through. But there's a lot more to America than a pandemic and how to treat this pandemic. It's called doing your job in D.C. It's going to work every day, passing the right legislation to support Americans. And for four years, while the president was trying his best to do it, these people refused. They are the ones that are clowns in the circus. I'm going to end it with this, which I think is a good note. It's not a bonehead award, but it's something I listened to from Mitch McConnell. And then there's the presidential race. Obviously, no states have yet certified their election results. We have at least one or two states that are already on track for a recount. And I believe the president may have legal challenges underway in at least five states. The core principle here is not complicated. In the United States of America, all legal ballots must be counted. Any illegal ballots must not be counted. The process should be transparent or observable by all sides, and the courts are here to work through concerns. Our institutions are actually built for this. We have the system in place to consider concerns, and President Trump is 100% within his rights to look into allegations of irregularities and weigh his legal options. If any major irregularities occurred this time of a magnitude that would affect the outcome, then every single American should want them to be brought to light. And if Democrats feel confident they have not occurred, they should have no reason to fear any extra scrutiny. We have the tools and institutions we need to address any concerns. Let's not have any lectures, no lectures about how the president should immediately cheerfully accept preliminary election results from the same characters who just spent four years refusing to accept the validity of the last election. Real simple. Let's not have any characters that doubted the validity of the last election. All of a sudden, they become president of the United States. The Constitution of the United States is the foundation. Without that, we do not have this process. This process must take place. No matter which direction it goes, no matter how it is proven of who the president is, this process is America. Without it, it will come tumbling down faster than a bunch of Lego bricks. It's real simple, Americans. Constitution tells us we abide by it, not this word of democracy that they want to put on us. Democracy is only affected when the Constitution is not carried out. The Constitution is the democracy of America, not the elitists, not the politicians. So go check it out, conventionofstates.com. Let's have a convention as states to propose amendments to the Constitution 
will help us to fill in the loopholes that these people are not being held accountable for. Conventionofstates.com. Go check it out. This is the Gunny. Out.